2: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 524. It's Friday, of Memorial Day weekend. Have a great Memorial Day. Get out and barbecue a wiener or get together with people or go outside and see what it's like out of doors or ignore everyone and stay on your computer. I may do one of those things. Um, I would like to say that I will be performing at Wise Guys in uh, near Salt Lake City, West Valley City, Utah, um, May 29th, 30th, and 31st. Go to wiseguyscomedy.com to get tickets for that. And then coming back to Portland, Helium, uh, June 12th, 13th, and 14th, go to heliumcomedy.com slash Portland. Come on out and say hi. Uh, developing the new hour of stand-up, and it's been super fun. So come on, come 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 out, come out, come out, come out. I would like to thank for sponsoring this episode of the Nerds Podcast. By the way, I mean, I don't even know if I should say this. I would have talked about this even if they hadn't been a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, on May 28th, Spike TV uh, took over the Apollo Theater in New York for a one-night-only all-star comedy tribute to Don Rickles. And uh, I, I couldn't be there, of course, because I work in Los Angeles, but... I had a bunch of friends there, and everyone said it was absolutely incredible. And the lineup is insane. It's like, it's Seinfeld and Letterman and John Stewart and Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and Tracy Morgan. And uh, then there are special appearances by Kimmel and Johnny Depp and De Niro and Scorsese and Bob Newhart, Ray Romano, Regis Philbin, and Brad Garrett. So uh, that is May 28th, 9 p.m. on Spike TV. Uh, they're basically just coming out and paying tribute to Don Rickles and... Uh, I Oh, man, I have so wanted to get Don Rickles on the podcast, but he's a little weird about talking about comedy, um, So I, and which if he were on, I would make him talk about comedy. <laughs> so anyway, watch the tribute. Get, uh, get your Rickles fix on Spike TV, May 28th, 9 p.m. I would like to thank them for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast, which is uh, Dave Attell. Dave Attell is back. Um, he uh, has a new series on Comedy Central called Underground. It's on Saturday nights. And also his newest special, Roadwork, is available on cc.com. Uh, always great when Dave drops by. So here you go, Nerds Podcast, number 524, with Dave Attell.
1: Now entering Nerdist.com.
3: On camera, well, I would have a little subconscious. What? have just shoveled my hair and wore a wrinklier shirt,
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, just to keep the brand consistent, Yep. Yep, sorry. Um, yeah, Gr- uh, Graham, the comedy film nerds are making a podcast documentary, so they're uh, they're doing some recording right now yeah. with Date. Well, Dave Tell sits in our meltdown studio. Hey, Dave Tell.
1: how's it going, guys? How have Thanks you for been?
2: Hey, of course, anytime, anytime. I
1: meant that when I said you can come back anytime you want. You remember the last time? Well, actually, I've only been on the. the this nurse. is the third time. Are you yeah. sure about that? I'm almost positive. I think you're right. Okay, yeah. so the the first two times we did it at like a really fancy corporate building, and now here we are in the back of a comic book store. <laughs> <so. laughs> That's
2: right. This is way better, though. This is better. We were yes, we were using one of uh, Ryan Seacrest's unused yeah. studios at E, and you're it always fine. it always felt <laughs> weird. It always felt weird there. It
3: just it was weird, just people walking by. You know, just staring at us. Because we were in
2: this fishbowl.
3: And so people think you're supposed to be really important when they see you doing official stuff in microphones. Mm -hmm. And then they
2: just see us and they'd be really confused. They'd be like, am I supposed to know who those are? Yeah. Where are the Kardashians? (laughs) Those. What are those things? What are those things? They're humans. I
1: don't mm-hmm. understand. But I like how you said it was one of Ryan's many recordings. Like he has safe houses
2: yeah. all over, just the- <laughs> in case he wants to drop yeah. drop a radio show. Well, so, you know, he's he, he. I think he's more of a workaholic than I am. So yes, he might go on vacation really and be like, "Oh my God, guys, I got to record a radio show." And I like, quick buy that thing, build
3: yeah. a radio station.
2: Yeah, and and he could he could buy that thing with any one of his uh, numerous. If uh, he jobs.
3: doesn't work uh, for more, like
2: it's like if there's like an hour between jobs he
3: disappears yeah and he fades away and and he never existed that's That's the craziest part so
2: like the like the brother and the sister from back to the future in the picture he just starts (laughs) to fade away
3: no but yeah you're right because they never existed
2: because then they would have never existed they would have been erased Mm. from existence so what well, are,
1: you, are, you, are you in L.A. for a while now, or are you just here for a couple of days? That was the most gentle slam of Ryan Seacrest I've ever seen in my life.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't yeah. have anything bad to say. that. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. It was yeah. great. It was kind yeah. of like a tip of the hat, you know? I
2: don't um, know. It's been done. I you know. Know. well not not only that, but it's like he doesn't do anything wrong it's just he like anything wrong That's I, I don't you at. know like it, it, the programming that he makes it's not, i don't really i don't watch it, but it doesn't mean that i you know like, he doesn't seem like he seems like a he seems like a nice guy i mean every time I've met him he's been cordial and sweet and I don't know I feel like it's uh i'm trying I'm trying not to just quickly judge people without knowing I, which is sort of a weird thing because as comics we are we kind of do have to make we have to take stands on Snap things you have judgment. to take a yeah. side yes but to comedic effect but I feel like a lot of our culture just goes look at that guy he's probably about all these things and I don't really know because I don't know him but I'm going to say that anyway and fuck him
3: sure I'm, in, I'm down for that I didn't know we could drop the F-bomb on this I've been well, holding yes, back for the first no this is minutes. the
2: internet you can do whatever you want you've all been right. on this before we talked about Dave's old
1: porn oh that's right but I, I, I don't remember dropping the F-bomb do you want to? Uh, now,
2: now I feel like it's too
1: like uh you know oh yeah it's too much you know yeah it's gotta let it like fly
2: like you know uh, organic yeah you want it to be you want yeah. the you want it to be an organic f bomb
1: fuck
3: you have a fan in here
2: yeah like I a, do that's know. great that was actually know. that was <laughs>
3: really natural <laughs> remember when you were just saying about being organic that that felt real forced
1: that felt forced
3: <laughs> yeah yeah I can't imagine you David tell the character uh being that blown away that there's a fan in here
2: well, blown I was, yeah, away I was, I
1: was just trying to like. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna hit you in the. Arms. I was just.
1: I was. I, all right. So yeah, I'm in town, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a. I'm a horrible self-promoter. I don't know how are you with this. The self-promoting. You um, guys seem to be both of the generation. He's the worst at it.
2: I'm getting better at it. No, you guys are millennials. <laughs> Come on, this is your thing. I'm not a millennial. You're not. I'm a Gen Xer. All right. Jo- Jonah's still a. Jonah's a Gen Xer too. You're the. You're the. Yeah. You're on the cusp. You. You just missed the cutoff. Just for millennials. missed the
3: cutoff. I'm not a millennial. Really. I'm actually like. What a, is the cutoff again? 83 is when millennials started
2: oh my god really wow yeah that's when they invented those
3: yeah they say and they say that generation X ended at
1: 81. oh really I was born in 82. Oh, so you're in between your generation lists.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. That's why I do horrible at colleges and at adult clubs.
1: <laughs> we'll be right back. That is great. That is great. Finally, a voice of reason. Well, you- that is that is just perfect. But uh, I would say that, like, the promotion, because, you know, I'm out here to promote two things, okay? I did the roadwork work special. We mm-hmm. were talking about this, Jonah and yeah. I, earlier. And then the Comedy Underground Comedy show.
2: Underground, the Comedy Central show. Yeah,
1: so that's kind of the... Um, that's that's I like to think of that as their show, it's for the comics, especially the dirtier, more raw blue yeah you know acts which are getting it's like an endangered species it's hard to find a place for these people, a platform for them to do these great dirty jokes because everything is so now filtered and you know there's just so much there's so much political correctness, and I know that's kind of like a, a hack term now too, but there really is so much so much. I I guess the audience is so tight on all that stuff that it really is getting harder and harder to do these kind of shows. So the whole idea of this was uh, Comedy Central going, like, we wanted you to do an uncensored late-night show. And since I am a 1,000 years old, and I remember... And I remember before, you know, all this kind of, you know, the printing PC press. Stuff. And, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you and your slaves would roll up in a, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, I remember the times when it was just like you go in the audience, you know, they, they liked it, they didn't like it, and it was over. Now it's, you know, a whole to-do. And uh, we just wanted to recreate that in a small club setting, which is, uh, you know, as you know, there's nothing better than a club show. So well, you know
2: what's really interesting is that it i I. I just assume like, oh, everyone loves really dirty humor and no. not, not everyone does. Nope. I find that um, even even on our, you know, like if I'm on Twitter and I'm like, ah, I, I just drop a super dirty joke. I'm like, oh, everyone's cool. They'll totally get this. Yeah. There's a handful of people like, hey, man, why'd you got it? I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I just thought everyone was down down with this. I guess it's just. Nope. Yeah. Yep. No, they're not. <laughs> why, is it,
3: why, why does it have to be family friendly? I don't understand that.
2: I don't know, I guess, well, I think there's this idea that, like, everything has to be for everyone. (laughs)
3: Do you think it's like people, because there is an art to dirty jokes, do you think people, like, just assume when they hear dirty jokes, they think it's like, oh, that's that's like a shock humor, that's easy.
2: Yeah, I think There's some truth
1: to that, but there's also... Uh, like you said, there is an art to every joke because I think writing a joke is difficult, any joke. And, you know, the the comics that I really do enjoy who are great joke writers are usually clean and they can dirty it up, you know? And I would say that what you consider dirty is probably not what I consider dirty. And sure. what he considers is everybody has their own line in the sand. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, you want an audience that kind of gets that. And, uh, you know, I've been very lucky over these many years in comedy that my audience does get it. You know, they get that it's just a joke and they get that like I'm trying to... You know, take it to that level, and they appreciate it. I I assume. Well, this know? is not an. They e- don't show the appreciation at the merch table. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there like a special needs kid, just like in a pile of T-shirts.
2: So,
3: <laughs> well, this is, Don't you want to hear these jokes again? In yeah. Your in your T-shirt pants? form. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I. Uh, uh, no, I mean, not, not, and this is not. This is not an age comment. This is just a general term. But you were sort of grandfathered in, in the sense that people know you. People knew what you were about. Like, right. If you were. If you were starting off as a dirty comic now. Oh, forget about it'd be it. Be kind of. T- Tough. Horrible. It'd be, be kind of tough, but people, it's sort of like, South Park's the same way. Like, it just it was just the right, it came on just before everything else Yeah, that people are like, oh, yeah, but that's South Park, or yeah. that's a tell, but or... The- South Park
1: really did step up, and they really did, like, take a lot of hits for all of us because... Back in the early days, they were being attacked left and right by a million different groups, you know, just, like, people like, that's not right, and this is inappropriate. I mean, so they really did step up. You know, the fact that, like, those guys really, like, that show is, like, a multi-layered show where there's, like, something always behind the joke. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you can't thank them enough for doing that. And that's, like, what Comedy Central... Uh, you know, when they do it right, they do it really right, like with Amy's show. Yeah, your yeah. show is also like another late night show where I assume everything anything goes, yeah. right? So there you go. And uh, you know, I assume your show is also uncensored, right? The Meltdown show.
3: Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, it's not just it, bleep it out. Just fuck is the only thing I think we can't.
1: You can't drop the f bomb over there. Yeah. How Should about a heck fun. or a darn?
2: Uh,
3: oh, oh, oh golly, no. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: do, but they just bleep it. Well, and, and we try not to. But what I realized was that. Um, uh, there was a really interesting thing that happened in the beginning when we first started doing the show and <laughs> audiences were coming in where they didn't know what the show was that they were coming to see. For the Meltdown. No, 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 for for At Midnight, the Comedy Central show. And so uh, so they kind of didn't know – some of the audiences didn't know what to make of it at first and we didn't have a warm-up yet. Are you talking but, about the actual audience? The actual taping, audience. yeah. Okay. And so what was happening was – The audiences were coming in a little tighter. They weren't being warmed up. So the comics were going dirty really fast just to try to get a reaction out of the audience. And what we realized was that when Brody came on board and started doing warm-up, the comics stopped being so dirty because they didn't feel like they had to, like, oh, Mm. I need a quick – I just need something, you know? So. I think sometimes it's just that reflex of like, I just, I'm going to do, I'm a I'm a naughty child and I'm going to say whatever just to get a reaction just so I can get something from the audience. I
1: understand. And now that's that really is a Twitter, it's a very uh, media platform friendly show, right? I mean like all the different. Yeah. So I assume they pay you in Bitcoin. Since we it's get a paid in Bitcoin and internet <laughs> a futuristic dollars. futuristic co- show. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
2: <laughs> and you know, one day our salary might be a dollar and the next day it could be $2 million. Yeah. And then yeah. the next day it could drop. Drop sharply again. one no <laughs> to bail. and then we could owe them money. So I don't know. it's <laughs> all up in the air, but this is part of the crazy digital culture that we're in.
1: See, we're all fighting the same fight. I think that's what you're trying to say. We're all fighting
2: the same fight. <laughs> I'm to Bring It Back
1: Home. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're all we're all trying to do. But what? some but sometimes people say, you know, because obviously, as a, as an advocate of comedy, of like, well, this comedy yes. is how we deal with tragedy. It's how we deal with horrible things. And then people say, like. Yes, but you still, you know, fuck you for, you know, comics whine because they don't just get to talk about whatever they want. But you can really hurt people and you can really affect people and you need to bear responsibility for that. Mm. No,
1: I I think that there's there's different levels of that, which is like if you're in a club setting and people have paid to come in there and they know exactly what they're going to see, that that they should kind of roll with it. And that, you know, it really is like uh, it's okay not to like something. I mean. You know, I've lived a pretty a pretty long life and there's been many situations where I've not liked something and I kind of just left. And moved on to the next thing, you know. You
2: didn't mount a campaign yeah. against it. Yeah. Like I
1: saw Jaws 3D, you know, yeah. it wasn't that great.
2: Cancel Jaws. It wasn't that great?
1: It was something to do, and then we moved on. You know, yeah. it's like I went back in the water. What can I tell you? You
2: know. Yeah. <laughs> After Jaws 3D, it was okay. To, it was even okay to go my
1: movie again. references are old. I meant Hunger Games. <laughs> I meant
2: <laughs> you, I mean purge. You, this time it's for real. Have you done? When was when was the last <laughs> time like if have you, you, you mind any old jokes? And they're like, well, I better swap out the Jaws 3D reference for a hunger. Have you done that for reals?
1: No. The, the only time, like, I, you know, here's the thing. Like, I just did an hour, okay? So usually what you do after the hour is, like, you try and, like, basically, let's use the term bidet your, yourself. <laughs> uh, the jokes you've been telling for, you know, weeks, years, months, whatever. And then start again. And uh, I, I think I'm at the point now where it's like, I don't know if I have it in me to start again with the new hour, because I've done a few hours now. Some are good, some are bad, whatever. But I, I would just say that, uh, you know, it really is hard. That is the cliff when you're looking into that darkness of, like, I need another hour of material now. It's really difficult. And, uh, you know, the whole thing of, like, recycling and, and referencing, that's the cool thing about a joke when it's alive like that. You can't do that with a song, you know? You cannot do that. Pick a song, and let's see if we can update it. Like, Hotel California, would that work with La Quinta Inn? No, I doubt it. I don't think so. I don't think so. Help All right. Me. Jump in, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. Help me out, dude. Tag me. I was about to. <laughs> Tag me. Tag, out. Tag out me. Little... Better reference than that. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A Holiday Inn Express. But uh, yeah, I would say that people equate comedy to music too much, and that's a mistake because Music is forever. Comedy is not. Comedy is like firecrackers. It's just up in the air. Bam, 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 but do you feel like there's some specials? Like, every, you know, everyone's in oh, a yeah. special. Yeah. They- that's why it's, like, amazing. Like, uh, you know, an Eddie Murphy or, you know, like a, like Sam Kinison, who I love. I think never got the due as a comic that he deserved. He, I use him as a template sometimes where I go, like, that's the kind of, like, that's that's what we need. We need that guy right now. We need that guy to just come up and, like, cry bullshit on the whole scene. And it would be cool and I and all I'm going to say is that, like, you know, uh, the audience that does dig it, we have to embrace them more. We really do. Instead of this whole, like, you know, everybody, this is for – every it's not. It's no. for a select group of people. And hopefully they will tell their friends and they will come and enjoy it. Or if, or if not, then we'll keep working. That's my plan is just work to those people and, like, you know, not insult or get in anyone's face. Like, that's what the whole tweet – like, I hate doing that stuff – Just make sure that I'm hitting the people that I know like it, you know?
3: Well, well, that's the thing. It's like you said, you you don't like to equate comedy (laughs) to music. But, like, in that way, I think comedy can be like music where... You know, when you're, when you're a musician and you say you want to play, like, you know, metal or hip-hop or jazz, it's like, well, someone's not going to go, it's like, you know, you guys are a really good metal band, but did you ever think about sounding like Coldplay so right. everyone likes you? <laughs> you know, no one, like, it's like someone doing, but
2: yet for well, comedy. I bet, that does, I bet that does happen with music, though. I think like, but, so, yeah, but in but the like, early days.
3: Yeah, but like, like you know, like, like Slayer's not going to change it up. Yeah, exactly. You know, I guess it just
2: depends on what you want as a performer. Like if you if you're doing it for you and you want to, you know, be able to just basically survive and sustain, then, you know, you can still do exactly what you want to do. If yeah. you want, you know, I think those kinds of conversations are when people are like, I want to be rich and I want to be famous and they're like, "All right, well, then I don't know. Try to be broader. I don't know what to yeah, say. Yeah, but, but
3: then that that just kind of becomes a conversation about like you know art over commerce.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, if, yeah. but if some mm. if someone's more into the commerce than the art, then I feel like that's when they would be like, well, I need to be I need to be the Coldplay of comedy yeah, as opposed yeah. to. But I but I but I really do believe it's so funny. It's like when people try to appeal to everyone. I feel like the ones who really do break through are the ones who actually do what I think is counterintuitive and do the opposite of like they become more themselves because right. then you stand yes. out more. Yeah, exactly. You're not if you try to speak to everybody, you're not speaking to you speak to yeah, nobody. Yeah. So oh, the that's, more,
1: that's a really good that's a shirt. Are they selling that? Oh down no, there? no. We could uh, There's a shirt
2: press up front. <laughs> trade <that>. market, <laughs> real quick. No. Oh, trade market, trade market. Tm Tm uh, mm-hmm. Nurse Industries uh, 2014. If
1: guys could get trans stamps,
2: that would be mine right there. In a Chinese character, but yeah. I'd
1: say that the people who listen to your show and that know you guys and especially the Meltdown like audiences they, they are into the performance they are supporting the performer they are a part of the show. They're kinetic. It's all happening, and that's what I tried to do with the uh, comedy underground, which is like a club show is different than a theater show. A theater show, you really are doing a performance, and I've done enough theater stuff where I, I realized I'm not a theater act. I'm never going to be one. I've done specials in theaters. It doesn't look good. Looks like a sweaty old Jew just <laughs> telling his dirty jokes. And in the club, that's where that's where I do my
2: my shows because so, you need to be in it with wherever all the people are, not well, not separated. Yeah, yeah. I
1: don't I don't like the distance, and I also don't think that my act. Is really uh, a theater act. I mean, I've seen great theater comics like a Lewis Black. Uh, When I toured with Mitch Hedberg and Lewis Black, I was like, these two guys are theater acts. I'm not. I'm just the other guy. And these two guys are theater acts. Because Mitch Hedberg, before he passed, did theaters. And he was like pretty much kind of ahead of this whole like, comics do theaters on their own without like support. And uh, th- that kind of now is the uh, the way you go if you have that kind of following, where you can bring in a lot of people. You'll do a theater show. I never had a problem with doing multiple shows at a club. I think that's a lot of fun to do, like an early show and then a late show, and you know mix it up. You know work on material, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And in the theater thing, you really do feel it better be all kind of set in stone. It really better be finished because you're doing a theater show. You it know? is.
2: It is. It's a. It's a, It's a. It's a much. It's much more presentational. But I, I'm. I'm. I'm like you that I like. I like kind of being in it with people and I like every show to be different because you're you can interact exactly. without yeah. you know it's very hard to interact in a in a large space because yeah. people in the back are like I can't see who he's talking to yes right there they don't under they're not part of that because they're in a separate
3: yeah I remember part. early on we, I think we did a, a nerdist show at a theater and you were like you were talking to someone up front and
2: you weren't repeating what they said because yes. I, I don't think you were used to it to yet people in the back are like <laughs> what are you doing <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah exactly
2: but it's nice when you can it's also nice when you can see the faces of everyone in the room right and sort yeah, of and like face of disgust <laughs> <you know. laughs> it feels good
3: it feels real good
2: that happens sometimes I've gotten a lot better at ignoring those like if if someone looks like they're not having a good time. I, I realize like, oh yeah, I don't have to call that out to everyone.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, I just always did because I needed to comment on whatever was happening. Exactly. Yeah.
3: it's tough cuz it's like you'll see a guy cross-armed just, you know, not having a good time and but everyone else around him is and he's like, just leave him alone. Maybe he's having a bad time. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's, he's having, having a, a bad day.
2: Or, or maybe he's having a good time but you're you don't know that because you don't know that guy. Yeah, like maybe I've had he's that- got
3: permanent bitch face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be
1: fantastic well i'm not that great a comic but i i do know this that like when the crowd comes and they expect uh they expect some kind of like something between Cirque du Soleil and uh like a uh you know some kind of uh reading or something like that they're gonna be disappointed and i feel bad for them because i know it's really hard to get people off their computers and devices to actually come see live comedy and i would say for most of these people they should just stick to like you know you know the other
2: type of comedy, whatever, whatever they I like. No, don't know, you know, you, s- do it.
1: You, you... Some of them come down, I think, with false, you know, like, they, they really don't know what they're
2: getting into. You so. said that about yourself the last time, you're like, I'm not that great a comic, but that's not, I mean, you, you can't actually believe that. You, yeah, I do. But that's ridiculous, you know,
1: I mean... Are- I'm in a comic book store, guys. <laughs> I'm in the back of a comic book store right now. <laughs> don't, don't, this hey, this is, is the, where we live. All right, I know this is where you Jesus guys. Jesus Christ, this man! Is your,
2: this is I your fortress. About it. I can't believe Can't <laughs> believe it. Um, but but I mean, you, but you you have to know. I mean, and and you saying you're not a theater act. Maybe that's maybe you don't like doing theaters, but you could. That doesn't mean you you couldn't be a theater act if you wanted to. Maybe you just don't want to. But, I don't want to. But you're good. But. But of course, I want to be a, a casino comic. act.
1: <laughs>
2: Hardcore,
1: just for the whales and players. Yeah. See, no only, only Indian casinos. Yes,
2: only Res Land. <laughs> but you, you, I'm a bodak. God damn it! No, but you know, but you know that you can do. But you know that you have a skill set that most people don't have in the world. You you have to know that. No, I, I enjoy what
1: I do. I enjoy. I, I've been very lucky that I've gotten a chance to do a lot of comedy what over a lot a of years. What makes a
2: good comic then? What What makes makes a great comic?
1: I I, I really think everybody has their idea of what makes a great comic, what makes whatever, but I would say that we do live in a world now where the next generation of comics are already self-promoting and all this kind of stuff and that the comedy itself, the comedy itself sometimes seems to be the last thing that (laughs) that they're thinking about because they're exhausted from trying to get work and promoting and all that kind of stuff. That like, you know, the fact that they're pumping this stuff out to an audience that seems to be apathetic about it is is kind of sad because I spent years in open mics performing to other comics and nobody, and you know what? We really didn't have an alternative. It was, like, either that or, like, don't go and right. have a real job, you know? And that's that's what we did. We did our real jobs and we did that. And I was like, you know, now it seems that, like, everybody – is in the business and then they're working on being a comic. And I'm like, you know, I feel bad for them and it's not their fault. They're adapting to the world we live in right now. This, well yes. You know.
2: Yeah, everyone everyone essentially is like like social media is essentially just a promotion tool, but a lot of times without anything to promote. It's like, well, well I'm just that's promoting the thing. yeah. Yeah.
3: Just being aware, being in the ether so
1: people know that you exist. And it's really it's kind of a bummer that you have to do that. It's really sad that like it used it was it would be like, hey, this is a fun thing to do. And now it's like the uh, manager's like, you gotta do this. You have to. you know? <laughs> That's what everyone's Like doing. it's some weird West Wing moment. You know, like I'm the president, I have to make a hard decision. You gotta. What? You gotta Instagram, dude. I,
2: I guess I'm lucky because I actually like, do, I actually yeah, so enjoy, I enjoy that stuff. Yeah. And because, quite frankly, it would be too hard to do it if I didn't enjoy it because it's such a part of what I, I mean, like it's because i i technically have to do it a lot if i didn't yeah, actually I like doing it i i would be miserable i
3: don't think you have to anymore though i mean i know you like doing it and you're going to continue to but like it's like you have a show on it's like you're but the TV. show
2: but the show the, the core of of at midnight the source material is all social media stuff yes. it's Yeah, all, it's all it's all community you're,
3: so but you're going to be there you're going to get it all Every night, every night you do a show, you're gonna have it there for you. Yeah, but he has to
2: do. No, it. I'm saying, but I, but I couldn't. <laughs> but I couldn't if I didn't love the source material, mm-hmm. I, I would have it di- like I think the show would be different. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it wouldn't. I'd say you didn't have to love it. That would be great. <laughs> you should do
1: that as a reverse
2: dimension show. Just, just like. You
1: eye roll yeah. all the oh. time. Another tweet. <laughs> oh, why? What's uh, so important? That's called Tosh.0. Oh. oh, hey. hey.
0: hey, hey, hey.
1: Wow.
3: <laughs> no, that's just his style. It's just.
1: Listen, either way, here's the point. It's not a shots. Yeah. fine. Mm-hmm.
3: We're all just in it together.
1: We're yep. all just <laughs> I, I I I see a little somebody jumping ship here. With well, the meltdown show.
3: No,
0: yeah. no, no, no. You, you could
1: be the renegade show. Yeah. This is my bread and hopefully someday butter. this could be this could be this could be this can you know what would be like the best case scenario from the Meltdown show Uh, we have eight episodes and people watch it there you go. See now that there's nothing more humble than that. That's I mean, great. that's
3: it's funny because you know people like when we got the pilot. I was like, wow, we got a pilot that we we have a we have like a documentation of the show that we've been doing for years and working really yeah. hard at. That's great. People are like, oh, well, do you think it's gonna get picked up? I was like, I mean, if if it does, that's great. But if it doesn't, this is pretty cool too. We got this thing. Exactly. And then it got picked up, and everyone's like, how how many episodes do you think? It's like do you think it's going to be like 8 or 10 or 12? I go, I, at this point it doesn't matter because there's going to be multiple episodes. So that's nice. We're going to have these episodes. And then like we you know, like and now everyone's like starting to be like, "What do you think you're going to get second, second season, season, bro?" Yeah, you're like, "Oh, sh-. like it would be nice, but why like it's like it's not a thing until it's a thing." So the funny thing. Exactly.
2: And I also from what I what I think I know about you is that if something blew up way bigger than you thought it would, then that's more stress and responsibility for you that yeah. you probably
3: don't want. Sure, no, it's like if it if it blows up, that's fine, you know. Uh, like well, that's not, it's not like, why you do it. That's not why. No, it's not why you do it. to to do something with the idea that it's going to be a thing. It's like that's why I'm worried. Like worried about. Well, throwing the the,
1: the question back to me for what I would want if my show blew up? Well, (laughs) thank you. I didn't know know we ran into a mubblecore situation here. No, I was just going to say... You asked the fucking question. I know. Well, I didn't know it was going to be a Gettysburg Address of of thoughts here. I was just going to say that, like, it's going to blow up. There's an audience for it. And at that point, decisions will be made for uh, what it is. I think the Comedy Underground show... The best thing I could do with that show would be to tour some of these comics, to get them out on the road, to, like, see what that's about, to really connect with the audience. Because I do think that, like, watching it is cool, but seeing it live is what's more important. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the fact that you get to see an unfiltered version of it is a great taste. And that's why what you guys have been doing for years and years and years is definitely due to be seen. And there is an audience for it. I've been here. I've been here live. I've seen what goes on here. Yeah.
2: There's
3: a
1: huge audience for it. So I think it's going to be a hit. Uh, I, I You know, I, uh, it would be nice. It
3: would be nice if it was. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. Just I want more money is all I want.
2: Huh? <laughs> I think you want it, it, also the ability to the ability to go to a town with a group of your friends and be able to yeah, do and be 100%. able to recreate this in other places. It'd be fun. I just too. Want,
3: yeah. I just want to make stuff. You know, I don't really, I don't know. I don't think about it much more than just the doing it. I'm am afraid of the show though. Like the idea of like you know like m- just kids should just start shows in their towns or in their neighborhoods or you know. But I'm afraid that kids are gonna start starting shows um in the hopes that like th- then they'll make a TV show. Well, uh, but
2: that's the all that's mo- most of what people do.
3: No, but like that's like that wasn't really the case. Like it's like we didn't start this show with the hopes that it would become a TV show. Yeah, you know, like people that started open mics, people that start like shows and bars and stuff like that. I'm, I'm afraid that people are going to like start doing this thing where they're like, it's like we got to make it, we got to do this, we got to put. People should just be, comics should be putting it together. You know what? Shows. I don't, but I don't think yeah, that's, that's right that's to say. That's true,
2: but I don't think that's right to say why people should do anything if they, as long as they're, if they're putting comedy into the world. I don't really care why they're doing it, as long as it's good and and if it exposes people in those towns to comedy that they wouldn't have otherwise seen, or it inspires someone to like, oh my god, I never would have known I could do this. Yeah. Right? Then it doesn't really. I kind of. It doesn't really matter. I just feel like so the intentions you don't care about. It's more about like the. If fact I'm that getting doing really it. granular, I might be like, well, those, that guy's probably a dude. That guy's kind of weird because he just wanted to be famous, but that's his prerogative to just want to be famous, yeah. or it's their prerogative to start whatever they want. But look at all the stuff that blossomed around it. Because of that, I feel like it's a, you know, it's it's. I don't know. I don't feel like it's it's horrible. I'll save you, <laughs> please. Either way,
1: I'm, no, no, I was going to say that I agree with you, which is like, you no one should do something with the hopes of being famous. Yeah, you know, it should be for the love of the of of the show and yeah. like being with your buddies and doing shows for your friends. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool. And if something cool comes from that, that's great. But this generation, they they are so smart. They really do know that, like, you know, there's no need for us to, like, you know. It's like backyard wrestling, you know. Yeah. It's like, thank God they shared that with the world, you know. <laughs> that, that was great. Every other thing that you see on the net, not so much. But yeah. that was, like, you know. So maybe what we're hoping is, like, salmon swimming upstream that, like, maybe one in a million will be or one in a thousand will be something yeah. totally different. Something cool that takes it to the next level. And you got to hope for that. So I agree with both of you here. But if we could say one thing, it's like I love how people always go. To anybody who's involved in TV, it could be anybody. They'll go like, so how many episodes? And how are you looking at a hiatus season (laughs) of quarter? What quarter are you going to? Like, they know all the TV terms, and yet they're working at a Carl (laughs) Jr.'s. And they're, like, giving you this thing, like, they put you on the defensive. It's like, listen, no episodes. (laughs) Listen, viral video of you yelling at your chick. (laughs)
2: It's like, I know we're all in the business here, but God, you know, give them some credit. So much, so much of the curtain has been pulled back. Yes, yes. people really, people really understand all, all of those things. <laughs> the fact that, you know, I, I could talk to my mom and she's like, well, the, the fact that she knows the term pickup is yeah, like I mean, a weird. You know, yeah, it's like, a, great? Did you get yeah. picked up? Did you get a pickup? Did I get a pickup? Yeah. How do you know about these things? That's hilarious. That's great. Yeah, they do know that. Everyone, everyone, everyone's much yeah. more, much more savvy now. But I don't think that, um, I don't think that it's wrong. I mean, look. You know, when I when I was young, I'm like, oh my God! You know, I would see these performers, and like, that's what I want. I want this adoration, and comedy is kind of the thing that makes me want. Like, I want to get it through this lens. But then, at a certain point, I kind of, you know, I gave up on all that, uh, having trying to get that because. It's you know it can be a very disappointing enterprise and it's sure. like oh you know I just like telling jokes and making people laugh and this is who I am and so I relaxed into uh, I'm just doing this for me yeah. so I you know I may have started in that in that douchier area but I feel like I relaxed into oh but this is why I'm actually doing it yeah. because I love it and it's fun yeah
1: definitely so like, I don't know anything about music but I assume you guys are are to the festivals and all that kind of stuff you know you were doing comedy at the festivals no no I'm saying like uh, like comedy. These music festivals, yeah. I assume, is like, you know, it's a scene and it's whatever, but it is it is good for a lot of the... You take the headliners out of it and you got these bands that are kind of in that weird place of like, they have a following, they're kind of known, they were invited to the festival, and now it's really for them to punch up, basically, yeah, try yeah. and get, get that next thing. And being in a band is super difficult. As we all know, There is no, there is no money... In uh, product anymore, it's all about touring yeah. and touring. Even like that is so touch and go. You never really know, and it's year to year. It's it's almost like farming, basically. and you have to like, yeah. rely on. A horrible on other... year this year,
2: but then you wiped al- out. then you also had yeah, the locusts came and yeah. ate yeah. our guitars. Yeah. Oh, but... I don't know what it was. It was that. Uh, it was the Hangover movie knocked but... everybody out. <laughs> but then you have to. But then you also have to. Re- in that situation, you have to rely on other people before you can do your thing. Or oh, music! Yeah, I, I love. I mean, I cannot imagine if i couldn't like if my stand up had to rely on like oh well, i guess i can't perform tonight because uh, my the guys in the group yeah. uh, couldn't make it or they wasn't important to them or whatever yeah
1: it's more of a it's more of a team effort there but i think music is the hardest and then there's comedy and well i put acting above above both of those cuz that is that i i can only imagine what these people go through these actors like you know let's just walk out on the street here on sunset Everybody there is a character actor, I assume. You know? Oh, I assume Everybody's so, yeah. waiting on waiting on a call from uh whatever, Game of Thrones or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's really difficult in the arts, I guess you could call it, but I never consider myself an artist. I don't even consider myself uh whatever talented. I consider myself like a craftsman. You know? Like the guy who makes coins. Like am yeah. that guy whatever. But that's a talent.
2: Mint. I guess so. I don't know. You you know how to you know how to take something you know how to look at something and turn it upside down and find out what's funny about it and spin it and You know, your skill set at this point is you could just start talking about anything on stage and it's probably going to come out as a as, as that sort of comedy joke structure. It's not like you're on stage going, I don't know what's funny about like you start talking and you have a rhythm and it comes out this way and you know how to express stuff and ideas maybe even before your conscious mind knows what you're doing.
1: Uh, If you're saying I'm making it up as we go along, then kind of
2: yes. (laughs) No, I know what I'm doing. I mean,
1: I've written jokes, and then I've also tried to wing it and all that kind of stuff. And it's good when there's a balance of the two. But, you know, I I think, you know, comics talking about comedy endlessly and, like, what it is, like, I think it might do, like, a little bit of a disservice to, like, the people who, um, you know— Want to get into comedy because I think they think that it's all this, and it's it's really a lot of alone in a room, yeah. with a pad, or <laughs> you listening to a tape of yourself, and you're bombing, and like you, you're hating yourself, and it's almost like one of those things where you're like you know if I fast forward just two minutes, you know I'll make it up, you know you're trying to make these deals with yourself of like can I you know like just get through this horrible set, yeah. and I, I think that it really is a lonely. A lonely gig, and, and uh, you know, whoever wants to get into it should know that. You know? Well,
2: do you, when was the last time you bombed, bombed?
1: Uh, I was at the improv last night. I consider that a bomb. Or, really? Or a, a tie, maybe. <laughs>
2: no, I'm trying new material, so. <laughs> no, I, I, I
1: say 50-50 for me, because, you know, I really never go up to kill. You know, I really just go up to, like, try and get that new joke. It's like, that's what keeps me, you know, once you've been doing it so long, like, uh, for me, it's always been about material, but I would say getting that new joke that really is like ah oh, that's great mm. and then you'll redo it and it'll suck and then you're like back to square one but still for that moment you feel like oh yeah everything was working my way mark twain was smiling on me or something i don't and, know
2: and and are you okay with that does it ever does it does it bother you anymore or do you don't care because A you're bombing oh, yeah. i think
1: it bothers everybody every time i think every time every time you bomb you feel like what happened there you know this and that and i've talked to like huge comics about it and like at the end of the day like you know they're pretty they're pretty right about it which is that it's like it's never the audience's fault. It's your fault, but it is kind of their fault in terms of, like, not letting us in, putting up those walls that I keep talking about of these, like, you know, uh, I don't want to hear about that or they're kind of priggish or prudish. I mean, you know, you don't bring that into
2: a comedy club. You got to kind of let your hair down and let it happen, you know? Well, I said to the I said to the audience on – you know, like, I come <coughs> out and say hi to our audience on the TV show before, and I say, look, you know, you just have a slight job, which is to just, ha- just have fun because the more fun you have – the comics will sort of feed on that joy, and you will make them funnier. So don't be defensive and go, "You better make me laugh." It's like, no, you guys make us funny. You wow! Know? Like <laughs> if you if you are if you are laughing, we will burrow into that and right. we will open up and be and we will give you more of what you want. But if you come in defensive and like yeah. you gonna, you better win me over. Then that's a you know <laughs> that's a sassy
3: it, audience member. Well, it
2: is a sassy audience member, but it's also like a a, 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 a comic audience relationship is not just it might seem like it's one way but it's a dialogue. You're creating a relationship and the audience has to Kind of meet you a little bit so that you can give them more of wh- what they want and have a better time. You can't force people to have fun. See, you
1: know? I, I can't imagine you having that problem since like people know you and the audience that would come see you is like really into what you do. You know, from the Talking Dead show to this to this show. I mean, like you know, I could see like for the for the uh, for the At Midnight show
2: that they would just be like adoration, like just like well, no, super no, cool pe- fans. Pe- pe- people are very nice, but they also. I feel like the more known you get, the more expectations there are, certainly. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, I thought you were funny, you know. So there is a little bit of pressure there. But yes, it it does, it gets easier in the sense that. That whole thing that you have to do when no one knows who you are on stage of the first, like, minute. Yeah. Very quickly, here's who I am, and here's what I'm about, and here's why it's okay to like me. And now all the now all the jokes. Like You don't – when people come to see you on purpose, you don't have to do that as much because there's a little bit of a shorthand because they know what you're about. Okay. So you – you but you must feel that too. People oh, come out to see you on purpose.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I – I, like I said, I'm always trying to bring the new material, but I think a lot of times that – the audience comes for other reasons you know than like really to have a good time, which is is, is the problem with all comedy, but I'm not going to sit here and like go through the audience and they, and they're like psyche on this on this stuff. We have to deal with what we get, and at the end of the day like we're just glad they are there because I've done shows with nobody there you know I mean like I've done shows with where it's like super empty. And the you know the guy the guy working the bar is just looking at you like dude thanks man I had a car payment coming up that ain't gonna happen thanks
2: dude I'm on the bus now thanks to you well Thank do you do you do you ever feel like it's important to for you is it just about being funny or do you ever go you know what I really want to challenge the audience to try to like this thing that they might normally go, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to like that, but do you try to challenge them do you want to challenge them in any way?
1: Well as I said on comics drinking coffee or as I call it millionaires wearing (laughs) (laughs)
0: seatbelts.
1: Humor. No, I I could care less. I see it all as a knife fight, you know? I really do I really I'm not I'm not trying to underplay it or overplay it. I'm just saying like you never know what's gonna happen in the club. I think that's the cool part of it. That was to make it every time like that's why like it becomes addictive to hang out at clubs. Like you'll see guys Like I've seen guys that I started with for years, you know, over 25 years ago, they're still hanging at the clubs because it becomes like that's what we do. And we and we you know, we kind of like the idea that like this is our place and you never know what's going to happen at the club. Like it's just like it could be a great show. It could be a horrible show. There could be, you know, just great stuff happening. And it's it's, I guess there's that illusion. Yeah. Like, you know, that that could happen. But I, I would say that, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So you know, we just need to get people off their computers to come down and see it now. You know? Yeah.
2: Well, I think, and I think there is something that happens even if people know who you are and what you're about, they're more open to liking you. But if you, but if you get lazy and you don't, and you go, well, they'll like whatever I say. I mean, like how many times we've we been at podcasts? where, we're like, these people know what the podcast is. They know exactly what we're about. Yeah. They're pretty on board everything. And then we get a little lazy, and then there's a lull, and it's like, oh yeah, that's right. You still have to. You still have to write. You know, right. the, like yeah, you you'll get that. For, you'll get that forgiveness for a little bit. Yeah. But then at a certain point, if they're there for an hour or two hours, like you, you still have to do your job. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's what makes this a real job. Is that like you have that audience and they
1: follow you every day. That's like being a talk show host. I mean, that's the hardest job in show business, being a talk show host. You know, and uh, you know, I, I I think that like doing that day and day and day and day and like engaging and talking and now especially. The way, the way it is, it's so competitive. Like when you think of Johnny Carson's days, you know, which is before <laughs> my days too, by the way, I'm not that old. Uh, you know. The fact that he didn't have more balls about being the only game in town is like really does make him like a saint. Like he could have been like, "Oh, you don't like that joke? Well, go fuck yourself." <laughs> where are you I'll gonna go? Watch Bonanza. <laughs> on the other, there's nothing else going on here. There's four channels, yeah. guys. Deal with it. Three of them are color bars. Yeah, exactly. Stay tuned. Now I'm just gonna look at my wallet. All right, it's huge. <laughs> I mean, like the fact that he didn't have that kind of balls is really just amazing.
2: Well, I, well, I think I think because. I just think it didn't occur to him to have to have those balls because you know twenty million people a night were watching that show, so there was no, you know. I think there it. it wasn't really until like who's this who's this Letterman fellow that's following me that people seem to be interested Mm -hmm. in now Letterman in the beginning, like when I
1: first did Letterman, that was like when you really do feel like wow, I'm in the game now. I'm a real comic. When was that? I, I. whatever t- 10 15 years ago or something like that I did Letterman and like you know to be to be uh fair to like that show uh they used a lot more comics in the beginning and then it kind of like dissipated it. and I think that that was like that was a mistake that they should have like really energized the comics jay used way more comics than uh than letterman ever did and like you know the guys that i know that do it consistently like a nick griffin or uh jake johansson they did like 30 40 50 appearances you know like that was really cool to watch them do it because we all know how hard it is to do stand up to a network network uh you know like yeah. spec so you know it was really cool to watch them do it
2: well i guess it's probably i mean you know, I, I know Letterman did stand up, but I don't. I wouldn't say he identifies as a stand up, but Jay definitely seems like he's a comic, Jay and he yeah. he appreciates the art form of comedy. You know, and so that's why he wanted to have comics on. and I'm sure Dave was like, "Man, eh,
1: whatever." Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think they both did their time, but Jay definitely was. The fact that Jay still does gigs really does show you that like he's a comic. I mean yeah, like, yeah. he really is out there.
2: Well the fact that he did gigs every Sunday night just to doing yeah. stand up in, in her at Hermosa Beach just yeah. because I mean he's you know, he didn't have to do that. And or corporate gigs. And what? And corporate gigs. And corporate gigs. Yeah that's that's when you know like if you have if you have other options and you still do stand up that's probably the thing you're passionate about It's the guys who bail the second they don't have to do stand up anymore you're like oh yes. okay. they there's uh, a lot of guys like that too yeah you know? but, they, but 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 you know in their defense too it's fucking hard it's it's yeah. it's a grind it's a grind to you know to go out and I'm about to go out and do and do it again I haven't done it for a few months, and I'm about to go out and do it again, and I'm excited, but I also know like. I'm already trying to conserve the energy. I'm <laughs> doing three shows on a Saturday night. It's hard. And it's just like... Okay, I saw you added that. I, we add, we yeah. added the <laughs> third show. And it's like, you know, by the time you get into the third show, you forget, did I say this this show or last show? Or I don't... Like, my brain starts to scramble. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on
1: that. Like, at the Meltdown shows, like, how many shows do you have a night? You have, like, one long show or, like, a yeah, couple just, little ones? Yeah, just one show, about two hours. Okay, so, the, but that would go forever if you guys wanted to, because there's no last call at a comic book store, is there?
3: No, it? but, like, the store closes, so we kind of have and to. And then end. everybody's mom's. And
1: then the name. Yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to get to that oh, nice. No, it's good. I yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that you admitted, like, I was trying to work that in earlier, was, yeah, but yeah, it just fit like hour hour really well right here. Mom joke. Well, also, the neighborhood around here, we can't make too much noise at night. Oh, Really? because then the, then the apartment buildings will complain, and then the cops come down, wow. and it's a, and then, you know. It's, yeah.
1: It's, it's, when will this air? Because I want to, like, I want to give a shout-out for the comics that have been on the Underground show, because they really...
3: Yeah, please. Those. Joe DeRosa is one of my favorite. Joe, Joe's yeah. great.
1: a transplant from New York. He's out here working on the Pete Holmes show. Nice. Flew him back, coach, to do the show. <laughs> <They're> great. <laughs> Joe, Jay Oakson, Jermaine, that was the first episode. And then uh this week, uh then we had... Uh, Pete Davidson, who have you seen this guy? He's great. Pete Davidson, yeah. I, uh, I Brad saw Williams is amazing. Yeah,
3: Brad Williams is really funny, too. I hung out with him a bunch in uh, Montreal. Uh, Pete Davidson was a guy that I saw in the distance at the airport, and I was like, fuck that dude. Oh. But
1: then I saw him perform later that night in Montreal. I was like, fuck that He's great. Dude. <laughs> He's a young guy. He already knows who he is. He's really uh. good. This week we have, I think it's another really, really strong show. We have Kurt Metzger. Do you know Kurt? Yeah. He is so funny, and uh, he just did an hour too. So I can't wait to see that. It's uh, it's going to be amazing. And uh, Nikki Glaser, oh, yeah, she rocked out. Yeah. And Mike Vecchione, who I think is probably one of the best joke writers I've I've ever seen. I think his stuff is just on point. It's great. And uh, you know, I'm just the host. I'm 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 kind of the uh, I'm, I'm the glue. You know, and like my jokes were like also tame, and uh, we, we were running out of time, so we cut most of my shit out, you know, and like just like I was like, let the comics roll. I mean, there's so much good.
2: That's so much nice. Good that's a up. comic. That's a yeah. comics comic. That's a, yeah, and I, yeah, I, I love, it's good. That's a good, that's a good thing to do. I'm always on our show. I, uh, well, now I sound like an asshole because I'm admitting this. I'm not, I'm not saying this to, because I want any kind of appreciation for it, but I'm, I will always say like, cut my stuff first, you know, like, or if I say something in another comics, it's like, cut mine, let them say it. Cause it's, yeah. it, cause you want, it, it's, I just feel like it's better for comedy. It's better for yeah. comedy when more people are funny. And it's also, it's also nice to see, to watch people thrive. Like it's yeah, just, right. it's, and, and I fucking love Nikki Glaser. Yeah, she's, she's so great. fucking funny. Great. She crushes on our show yeah, every, every, she is every, like every single time people on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know,
1: we've just had, like, a ton of great comics on it, and they're, like, you know, the guys that, like, started when I started and also these new people. Like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Junior Stopka, This guy, he opened for uh, Doug Stanhope. He is great, man. He's, he's like, a total, like, there's nobody like him right now. He's so good. And, uh, you know, he would work in your room. And, you know, I I was, like, you know, for for the Underground show, I really wanted, like, straight ahead, like, kind of basically raw comics. Yeah. And, like, you know... The alternative world, or I don't even know what you guys call it anymore. Like, I don't know. You know. I don't know what nobody they call, knows it. What,
3: call it. what? What do you call it?
1: Um, I don't know. Alt? alt, uh, Whatever. It's tough to yeah. say because it's so, it doesn't really... It doesn't... Yeah, I know. I don't want to insult the, yeah. whatever. No, um, I'm just Comedy yeah, yeah. and crafts. <laughs> 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 like someone might be weaving while it's, you're on... It's
3: called comedy and wearing hooded sweatshirts. Okay, yeah, there you go. that's, that's what it
1: is. <laughs> the kind of hate my dad, but not really... <laughs> Yeah, I
3: I, I say I hate my dad, but he was you know really there for me. Yeah, Yeah. he was a dude.
2: He's winking at you from the back. Yeah, yeah. It's called. uh, He was
3: just a guy. He was just a guy trying to. I think it's called
2: uh, comic comedy. (laughs) Uh, So there's, you know, the,
1: the whole idea was like, let's bring out like the blue comics. Let's give them a place to do this whole thing, but. At the end of the day, it wasn't about dirty. It was just about like hard, funny, and you know, I learned some important lessons on the show about like you know the kind of the, the whole idea of like just like it being you know like you said like shock you know whatever that kind of stuff. That's that's the crowds are too smart for that. They get it. You know, they just want like good.
2: They just want good jokes. But also you know? contextualizing it. I mean, it. A, I think a lot of comedy and what people are willing to tolerate it has to do with the context and so True. if you put if you put a really dirty comic on a show and people aren't expecting it they might be like whoa that was weird what just happened but it's like this is what this show yeah, is yeah, all yeah, about yeah, then people are like oh okay like i think audiences for the most part are cool as long as they know what the rules are. And generally, when people get upset, it's people who didn't know what the rules were or who weren't there or who lacked the context and went, oh, well, that was fucking... How could that guy... It's like... Yeah, but in context of the thing, it it didn't seem... It's yes. strange because you're seeing it out of context, and yeah. so much of comedy is context.
1: Yeah, it's true. That's why, like, when, when you see just, like, a clip or whatever, you're always like, mm, I don't know. They're not
2: getting the whole no, I was like, you have to be, be in the room. You need yeah, to be in the be room. You need to yeah. see what was going on. You would understand why these people reacted this way or this person said this. Are you Are you doing a bunch of dates on the road now? Or to, to, I'm going
1: to be – does this air today, or, like, when does it air? No, no. airing it's now.
2: Soon. Well,
1: soon I have plenty of stuff happening. <laughs> <laughs> May 23rd? It's a, it's a, yeah, in a couple few weeks. Okay. In a few weeks. Well, they could go to like uh, davidtell.com, and uh, you know, uh, they could also go to Comedy uh, Direct. I'm sorry, Comedy Central Direct. Oh, to get your specials. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, for the people who've seen it, like the the feedback was just amazing, and you know, my downloads are connected to a charity called Operation Purple, which is a summer camp for uh, the veterans children basically a lot of them are multiple deployments they're you know these kids don't really get a chance to like enjoy the summer because they've been moved and you know just a lot of things have been happening with these people and uh if they if they go to my site they could see it operation purple i've given money i'm going to give money again at the end of the eight eight week uh season and uh you know it's a really good cause and like i've done a lot of stuff for the uh you know uso and all kinds of stuff That's so cool. now that we're coming to this point where they're coming home. Cannot forget them. Got to support them. Nice. It's a good thing. And come jokes for the kids. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, now I just. Yeah. What did that ruin it? I think it did. Okay. I'm no, sorry. no, no. It's totally. Uh, it's totally. No, cool. but, that, 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 but that, The that. people who are involved in Chariot, I mean, they are just like angels. It really is good to be a part of it. So.
2: And, and does that add any kind of? I mean, that's. Is it like being able to connect yourself with a cause or something yes. that's, that's bigger than you? Like that's that. that did you I hate self promoting so that's like really the
1: only way you could get that. I said that I said that when I did the special cuz I never thought of being done with the special I think you know this we were talking about audio yeah. mixes for months for years I've been just editing stuff from Dave's old porn to the DVD for that that you know we can't put out yet to the to the uh special to the underground show it's like you know you're in this editing world and you never think about it like well eventually it'll be on the air and then I was like wow I'm going to have to like really promote but I'm like not this time I'm not going to just I hate talking about myself. I'm not doing it. And I had done a charity event for the Operation Purple people, and it was a very low turnout. and It made me really angry. And I was like, you know, it would be cool to connect this to my stuff coming out because I'm going to have to talk to a lot of people. Like, this show gets a lot of cool people listening to it who are really into, like, you know, supporting and being a part of something bigger than themselves. So I was like doing these kind of things and talking about it kind of makes it all seem right, like it balances it out instead of just all about... Me.
2: Well, it's nice, and I, and I actually was not aware of that charity before, so it's it's nice to it's nice to know. Well, listen, hippie, it's oh, been a war on. What are you talking about, man? I just want to smoke grass and put flowers in gun barrels. But uh, yeah, no, no, it's
1: it's cool. So that's just like what that's like another part to it. So if people are thinking about like you know, hey, should I check it out or not? That might help sway them, I guess.
2: Uh, and so you, what what's your rule on when a special airs? Like how much? Do you, do you, it's like, okay, all new material now, or is it like 60% new material? Or- well,
1: from the downloads, I think I could do 99% of it and
2: no one cared. <laughs> you no, know,
1: I, I, really, I really do think that it's good to shuffle it a bit, and, uh, you know, uh, like, some people do come out wanting to hear the joke that they just heard, you know, it's kind of like best ofs, and, uh, you know, you try and do some of that, but then, you know, there's always that element of, like, here's stuff I'm working on that I throw into it, so I'd say I'd, I'll just mulligan stew it, you know, mix it all together and see, you know. And then, and with, of course, you know, uh, some, uh, you know, a song parody or something. (laughs) Bring out a guitar. (laughs) Oh, can I do a shout out since you you guys are uh, really cool with the comedy Please, shout it out. Uh, We just lost a great, actually, talk about like fringe comedy, uh, Otto and George. I'm sure you guys uh, probably, he's more East Coast because on O&A we did talk about, like, I was like, did he ever play L.A. or anything? And like, he was probably more of a Vegas act than he was an L.A. act. But he was the rawest, differentest puppet uh ventriloquist act that you will ever imagine if you go to youtube and check out otto and george you will see and like that is definitely uh a guy who mixed it up hardcore and never never changed his act from uh from the beginning for anybody so that really uh that really is like something to look at and to go like wow that's amazing that you know this guy even did this so yeah if well you're yeah, into it's... like
2: crazy off-the-wall comedy you should check it out and well the idea of uh I think he probably came as far as Vegas because it's it's not like there's an L.A. comedy business per se. It's like no, you don't get paid to do comedy in Los Angeles. It's like oh, I'm in town oh, and okay. I'll just get up and do a yeah. set. I'll, it's promotional or there's industry people coming out or or you're just performing for free, which is fine. That's totally fine. But it but I, it sounds like. You know at, at, at where he was like, why would I go perform in Los Angeles if I could just go get paid to perform in Las Vegas?
1: yeah, l a is a pretty theater town like you have to do like a big theater here, and not many <laughs> people who live here actually work. Here they always go on the road. Yeah. And, like, you know, I do, like, all the clubs here, you know, the comedy store. And, yeah. Uh, you know, the improv and the laugh factory and stuff like that. So it does seem like it's, like, the guys that I never see because they're on the road. That's, like, they're just back for a couple days and they just do sets. So, you know, but I guess the crowds that do come, you know, like, they really do come to see their favorites. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard to start as a comic in L.A. That's that's all I'm going to say about it. Very
2: much so.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know where you guys started. You started? I started in you L.A. Did. Yeah. yeah,
2: And I agree with you 100%. It's, it's way bad. hard. I think it's better to start in either your town or like a, a, a hub town yeah, nearby. Exactly. Yeah. And then from there, then you go to a place like Chicago or New York or San mm-hmm. Francisco and then you – find yourself in a little bit of a scene and you get stronger and then you you know come out here then you go to la or or you really hit the hit new york York,
1: hard yeah Yeah. yeah. i don't recommend starting here but if you're hot (laughs) or look like a young male vampire or something get out (laughs) definitely what are you doing right now what are you doing don't even do comedy just come just come out and just let
3: it happen
2: you're Mm -hmm. saying just come
3: no i was talking to myself
2: oh sorry just Uh, come out Need some time
3: for that No, no, I'm done. Okay, good. Real fast.
2: Are you going to take Comedy Underground on the road as a show,
1: like with? Well, with I'd some like of the- to tour it a bit, but I, I, I have no idea what's going to happen with it. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's not my show. It's the comic show, and it's Comedy Central show. It's their, it's their, it's their role. The special was my thing. I put all my money into it. I put all that kind of stuff into it. And the, uh, the fact that like I took the same look and put it on that series, kind of, I, I really knew that it would work in that space, which is uh, it was shot in New York, one club. And uh, you know, I think. These kind of shows, the one that Jonah's doing, the one that even Adam Devine show, mm-hmm. which is the-, uh, the House Party. The House Party. This is good because it gives, you know, when you start doing comedy, you don't have an hour of material. You don't necessarily have a place to put the material that you're doing anywhere, and yet the material's ready to be seen. And these kind of shows are great for, uh, you know, guys who've been doing it for a while, but also the new guys to, like, get out there, like, to see what's going on. And I can yeah. tell you, like, most of the stuff I've ever done on TV, 70% of it sucked and the only way I learned that it sucked was by doing TV almost, yeah. you know, it's like, wait, that didn't work on TV, you know, yeah. I'm like, I, but it kills in the clubs. Oh, but it won't work on TV. So, I mean, it's important. It's part of the process. And, uh, you know, so there you go. You're kind yeah. of like the, um, I guess you could say like the hipster, um, you know, pick your guy. Who would you be? Bud Friedman or... Uh, <laughs> no, God.
2: Uh, you got the double uh, monocle there, or glasses, uh, I would call them. Uh, Good evening. I don't evening. know which
1: one to be insulted by more. Wait, Bud has done more for comedy than you think. He really... No, 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 no. Really no. I'm, just talking about,
3: I'm just talking about his hosting abilities. on right, But about April.
1: Rodney Dangerfield, that guy has done more for comedy than anybody. Yeah. He was like the UN of comedy, by the way. Yeah, he could like great. Save comics, you know, bring them out of obscurity and like make them stars. Well, so. it's, yeah, yeah. it's
2: you know, doing comedy in a, in a live setting... You can sort of – it can be about more than just the joke because you're there with people and you can kind of – your energy can drive a lot of it. But on TV, it's kind of like a theater experience where it's really you and one entity or you and one person. And I think it hinges more on the writing and the performance rather than just the like – Hey, I can sort of, oh, I can sort of fudge it a little bit. You know, like you get a little more forgiveness when you can build a, an hour long story with the crowd and fuck around and they no. kind of get the shorthand. But, yeah. you know, when you're just, you're under the microscope of, television and you have four minutes and you know it really is kind of about the writing because the people yeah. at home yeah, don't get that intimate club experience yeah. that
1: most people get and remember you're a guest people don't know you like you know you're, yeah. you're like the guy that night you know so it's not like they you know oh here comes my favorite you know you're not a recurring character on a talk right show or anything like
2: that i i like doing the meltdown show the the tv version of the meltdown show because I decided to burn through bits that I'd been leaning on for a while. Yeah, good. Because I, because I'm like, oh, well, now I, now this is going to force me to not lean on those bits and to write, write new yeah. stuff. So, and,
3: I, and you have them on something now. Like yeah, now it's like there you. you go. Yeah, it's like putting out an EP almost. Like, you, know, you just. Yeah. Oh, here's a single. I right, just pop that out.
2: Yeah, so it was nice to how, how 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 are you? Does every set that you do? How are you trying to to slot new stuff into it every single time? Hopefully, yeah. Like you know, it really depends where it is.
1: but like. Uh, after after the hour, you know, like I, I go back to my tapes and say like what, what what didn't make it, try and work on that a little bit. But I, I do think that like I've hit the wall right now. Like I, I, I really can't wait to get on the road and like start mixing it up with the crowds just to see just to see exactly like you know what material they want
2: to hear and also, like, what material I'm going to come up with because you,
1: and you I'm must, sick of promoting, basically.
2: You yeah. must trust yourself, too, to know, like, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about, but I've done this a long time and it'll, I'll just figure it out. I'll, it'll just come out.
1: No, I don't think... I, I think it really it really like is reading the crowd and going, like, I think I could push it this far and then pulling it back and that kind of... That's how I do it, but I, I think a lot of other guys... Like, you know, you know, there's really huge comics that do the same kind of thing you, you guys are doing, which is that They're getting ready to do an hour, so they'll go out and hit clubs. They'll come to the comedy cellar in New York City and just work their material. And like even then, they're like, you know, I don't think I'm ready, or I think I'm, you know, I need like another couple of weeks, or you know, this kind of thing. So that never gets old. That whole thing of like, you know, the material. What where is the material right now? Where am I? And like, it would be really cool to be able to go like, okay, I want to make a special. I got to go to the special and stuff store and get like, (laughs) you know, I need sixty minutes. You know, forty clean for uh, network, and then you know, just like. You know, slot it in there, but it's never going to be like that. And that's when people go like, "When's the next special?" I'd be like, "I don't know. I don't. Maybe never. You don't know." I mean, some guys are like, "I'm putting out one every year, regardless." And that's Jim Norton, Louis, Doug Stanhope, and these guys. Louis, I mean, that is impressive if you ask me. Because like, you know, think about it. That's an
2: hour of new. Just like, whoa, like that's amazing. That's amazing turnaround. It is. I like. I think I think at least two years feels comfortable because then because I feel like you can it you can it can take a year to get an hour that you like and then you can spend the next several months like really yeah tightening it, yeah. all the screws and making sure it's like all
3: yeah I don't think people really need to uh, like put that on themselves of like one once a year one year it's that's like crazy a, yeah because then I think that's kind of relegating the, like the creative process to like a, well a, that's their journey them. maybe they do <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But yeah. this is my thought on their journey
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you just said I don't
3: dumb- stupid journey
2: (laughs) well that sounds like a value judgment
1: that you're placing on it now yeah it's good value I say like you're right a year and then a couple months of tweaking and then three to four years of substance abuse (laughs)
2: coming back with a religious
1: perspective on the whole thing
2: yes softening up all of the
1: the, the dirtier stuff no that's the one thing that's great about comedy there's so much procrastination there's just like you know like I remember like you know back in the days of just like being a young comic where you are just like Oh
2: man, I got like the whole
1: day like I could have done a million things. Oh yeah, you yeah. nothing, you know. Well,
2: yeah, that's I always I still trick myself into thinking oh well, well I'm not, you know, when I cuz I'm I'm doing Carolines in a week and a half. Um, May 23rd. I'm uh, no, no May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Okay, but you said this is coming out in May. Tw- uh, but he's
3: just—he's in the real life right now. He's just talking to you about.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Life. I'm not promoting the thing. Whoa. Yes. Okay. Wait about a minute, this? No one said stuff about real life. <laughs> I did. I did Caroline a, a few weeks ago. <laughs> yes. I did Caroline okay. a few weeks ago. But um, <laughs> you rocked it, by the way. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was really good.
3: I, you know, I really came out swinging. I can't but, believe like Bill Cosby came up and just gave you a yeah. wink and a smile.
2: I know, just in the middle yeah. of the show, he yeah. didn't know where he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Caroline's is a, is a good room and a bad room, so. Well, it's I like I like it cuz I like the si- I like the size yeah, of the room size is and the uh, people are really nice and I, I like I, I enjoy it. But what I what I really um, I, I always trick myself into thinking so I'm not going to schedule anything all day because naturally I'll spend that all day writing and talking oh, yeah, and absolutely. then of course 6:30 rolls along I'm like I got to get to the show. I didn't fucking write anything uh, today. I just walked around the city. Yeah.
1: But uh, Caroline's is a great place because uh, that was like the only headline club in Manhattan, and like for years, for years that club was like they were so they are the best to comics. I mean, like they they really you can say one thing about the comedy scene in New York is that like the clubs there that do flourish and do well really support the comics. I mean, like the comedy cellar is like the perfect example of where the comics basically can do whatever they want there. You know, they 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 are they are super in sync with the owners and they both feel the same way, which is just like you come down to see the show. We have no idea who might drop by. It could be anybody. It could be Louie. It could be Chris Rock. It could be Aziz, but we have these core regulars here that you're going to see do new material, old material, whatever. We're going to give you the best show you can, you can, um, get on Groupon <laughs> no and Caroline's the same way which is that like they rotate in these headliners and they also have like regular shows and that's like that's what you need in any town like yeah. you need that like to support the comedy and you know they both have been doing it for years and Caroline's was like when you headlined Caroline's that was like a big deal it really was like you're like wow man I made it this is me this is something I could bring like not
2: my parents but like my accountant's cousin to you know what <laughs> like, this is a great this is almost a real well it's just smart like Oh, so people will come out if you let good comics be funny, and you, you know, well, like, they just sort of...
1: <laughs> You're up against Broadway, remember.
2: Wicked beats comedy any day.
1: Well, that's true, but but you, you only need Rocky to... Rocky the Musical, I saw it.
2: That was a line. Man. You, you only, need to, only need to beat comedy... I mean, you only need to beat Broadway by a couple hundred people a night. You that's You know, true. like, so, you know, in a city of, you know, what is it, 12, 12 million people, whatever, in New York, I feel like, you you know... Just squeezing out, you're just ringing out of the Broadway audience. Just a couple hundred <laughs> people a night's not too much to yeah. ask. Twelve million people, eight million comics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the rest are all voiceover actors. <laughs> so it's eight million comics, four million voiceover well, actors. Yeah, the voiceover. Yeah. No one, no one does anyone anything Got to else. Clear the <laughs> air for their beautiful voices. <laughs> it's
1: perfect. It's excellent. So, what time is it, guys? Uh, it's four fifteen. Oh, I have to go to another. Gigadoo. I thought it was an hour. It is. Nice head up.
0: I
2: oh, am yeah, Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I think it just, it just hit an hour. Yeah, nice. we'd,
1: we'd... I, I I really appreciate you having me on, and I'm going to say it again. Congratulations, both of you guys, on your shows. Thank you Thanks very you much. Too. Congratulations you on your show. This is amazing. We we were all it's it's a show bukkake in here. It's a lot of yeah.
2: It's a lot of yeah, just jets of of show come flying around and hitting hitting each other in the face. Yeah, because last time you were here, none of us had shows on Comedy Central. Uh, There's no way this happens. So that means the next time you come back, we'll all have two shows each on Comedy ooh. Central. We'll have our own webisodes again. We'll go back to that. We'll go back to webisodes. webisodes. I'm fine with that. All right, David Tell, good to see you, man. Thank
1: you guys so much.
2: Uh, Enjoy your burrito, everyone.
1: Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.